that we have visitors that will come and visit our church every now and again. And um, not just uh, for them to come um, visit for the first time, but uh, we pray that they will continue to come and visit us and uh, join us in our services because in our services, um, we lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we preach the gospel where uh, people can be saved. And so it is our joy that uh, we have visitors every now and again. And this time we have, uh, I don't know if uh, Gwen is here. Gwen? Where is Gwen? Somewhere in the back? Um, someone shares the gospel. All right. Gwen is there. And um, Charissa May. Where's Charissa May? Charissa May? Still also there? Okay, uh, that's good, that's good, that's good that someone should share the gospel to our visitors because that's um, a great blessing that they, will, they come to know Christ. Alright, so this morning um, we'll, uh, we will go to the Word of God, let's uh, all stand, let's all stand and let's uh, open our Bibles. <clears throat> Let's have this very, very common verse, and um, perhaps many of us have um, come across and read this verse. This is towards the last book uh, of the Bible, the book of Revelation, and the last chapter of that um, book, which is chapter 22, and we'll take a look at, um, you know, the blessing of God's word here. Only one verse this time, only one verse, and we will see what the Lord um, will give us uh, this morning um, to, to, to rejoice in Him and to continue serving the Lord with joy. And it's here from Revelation chapter 22, verse number 17. Alright, let's read this all together, just one verse. Revelation chapter 22, verse number 17. If you are there, let's read this together now. Ready, read. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him, let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. I will read again. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the word or the water of life freely. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord. Uh, for this morning, thank you for your people. Thank you, Father, that you have given us opportunity uh, to worship your um, um, holiness, O oh God. Lord, we are not worthy to come before your presence because, Lord, you are holy. But, Lord, because of your mercies also upon us that now, Lord, you have given, that we can come before your presence. And I pray, O oh God, that you will find us worthy this time. And help us, Lord, in our infirmities. Help us that... Um, when we come before your, before your um, throne, that our presence, Lord, will be acceptable before your eyes. And Lord, um, thank you for um, your um, mercy upon us. Thank you for your goodness. And bless, Lord, our um, meeting this morning. And Lord, I pray that your name will be exalted in our midst. And bless your people once again. And thank you for allowing us to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. God's important invitation in this last chapter of the book of Revelation. Our key verse here is, of course, is found there in that reading that we have just done. And again, this is located in the last chapter of the last book of the Bible. The book of Revelation and in the last chapter, chapter 22. And again, we can say that this um, um, verse here constitutes what uh, people are uh, calling to be the in final invitation of the Bible. Again, we, we uh, rightly attach much importance um, to the last words of man, to the last will, and to the last uh, um, words of people before they die. Those last words are very, very important. And we consider that to be uh, one of the most important things in the life of that person. But again, I will tell you this morning that we should also take note that this is the last words of the Bible and the closing words of God's inspired word. And therefore, this must take a very solemn, solemn importance. And all of us must consider this very carefully. And again, it seems like, you know, as you, as you read along, uh, there are only a few verses before the entire book will be closed. 
Only few verses there, and th those few verses after 17 um, are even very, very, um, 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 you know, um, serious warning to those people who would try to add anything uh, in the Bible or, or uh, to add um, things in the Bible or to um, take out anything from the Bible. It, that is a very serious, serious offense um, in the Word of God. It says here that if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away um, from the words of this of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. God is very serious about this. But again, uh, it seems like the Holy Spirit was speaking to John and said to John, you know, John, before we place this, you know, ultimate warning to those people who would try to add the Bible and to those people who would try to, uh, you know, take anything from the Bible, before we put that in the last verses or last words, the Holy Spirit is also like uh, calling unto people for the last final appeal to people to come to Christ. This is very, um, you know, interesting call, very interesting invitation of the Holy Spirit of God, putting this towards the very last uh, words of the Bible, the final stretch of invitation to make people come to Christ. And the Spirit and the Bride say, come. He allows this to be to be there in this verse number 17 and again um, we look at this verse in verse 17 carefully and as we look at this we can find a lot of things there we can find several reasons given as to why as to why the sinner should come to the Savior the reasons why we should come every one of us if you are here this morning and you have not come to Jesus Christ for your salvation, in other words, you have not know, you do not know whether if you die today, you will go to heaven. If you do not know that yet, I will tell you this is maybe the last warning for you. This maybe is a, the most important thing that you need to know uh, today. Why should you, if you have not done that already, why should you come to Jesus Christ and to put your trust in Him? Why? Let's take a look. Verse number 17 in our text. The, the Bible says, <coughs> The Spirit of the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Now, this verse, this our verse here this morning begins with these words the spirit and the bride say come you know the holy spirit the holy spirit what we know of the holy spirit we know that the holy spirit is is um, you know the third person in the godhead the holy spirit of god is the one uh, that is working in the lives of people today when jesus christ uh, came to this world 2,000 years ago, he died and he was buried and he rose again the third day and went up to heaven after 40 days and 40 nights. And the Lord Jesus Christ, before he left this earth, he promised that, you know, um, um, the Comforter will come. And he's referring to the Holy Spirit of God. He's from heaven and he's um, telling us that the Comforter will come and then he will go up to heaven and the Holy Spirit will come and he will convict the men of sins and unrighteousness and, and uh, the, the people in this world can come to God uh, and uh, receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior through the working of the Holy Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit is in the world today seeking to bring all the sinners if possible to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior. And He is the one that is working so hard to unite the sinner to the Savior. 
And in fact, it is his voice uh, you hear speaking when, when, when um, again, um, when you pray and when you read the Bible and when the conscience will speak to you or will, will uh, tell you something, sometimes it's the Holy Spirit of God yeah. that will move within you. Yeah. It is the Holy Spirit of God um, will speak through God's Word. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 1 and verse number 2. Bible says, Ho, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, buy, or come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. God is asking this question. The Lord is asking this question. Why you spend your life on something that is not real? Why you spend your time on something that will not last to eternity? Yeah. Why, you, why you spend your life something that will not satisfy you? People want money and once they get the money, they want more. People want that power. They want to, you know, go into the politics or maybe um, get that position in the company. And once they get that, when once they get that, they want more. They will not be satisfied. And God said, "Why do you spend money on that something that is not bread?" My friend, it is the Holy Spirit of God who has recorded all these invitations. That's coming from God, invitations from heaven. And that's coming also from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. For example, uh, if you go to Matthew chapter 11, you will find this very beautiful invitation. When Jesus Christ said, come, verse 28, um, Matthew 11, 28, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Lord is calling us for many occasions in the Bible. For many occasions, the Lord has called us to come. In, in Revelation chapter 3, verse number 20. Revelation chapter 3, verse number 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and, will, and he with me. And again, the Holy Spirit has worked and a lot of work. He has done a great work. The Holy Spirit is the one that uh, uh, speaks to, to you in times of your joy. It is also the Holy Spirit that comes to you uh, and speaks to you through your sorrows. It is the Holy Spirit of God that compels men and women to pause, to think, to stop. And it is the Holy Spirit of God that will, you know, guide man in, in the right way, in the right thinking. My friend, the Holy Spirit is working, and He's working uh, really hard. Maybe He's speaking to you now. When you read these verses, the Holy Spirit will, you know, give you understanding. It is Him. When you read the verse, and sometimes, ah, I, I, I cannot get it. I, I cannot understand it. But you keep on looking and looking, and then you come to church and uh, you, you read the verse, and the pastor speaks the word, and then explains some verse, and you begin to understand, ah, it is the Holy Spirit that gives you that light to understand the passage. It is the Holy Spirit of God that's really working and speaking to you. And when you see that there is an invitation there, it is the Holy Spirit that says, come. Come. Hebrews chapter 3, verse number 7. Do not harden your heart. He said, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. In Hebrews 12, verse number 25. Hebrews 12, 25. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. In other words, he said, Do, do not allow. 
that you refuse God when God speaks. He said here, see that you, ref you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not, who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Yeah. You see, it is very serious thing to refuse the voice of the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah. It is a very serious thing. When the Lord knocks upon your heart to come to Christ and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, do not harden your heart. Yeah. Just see, okay, Lord, I understand this. Oh, yes, Lord. Uh, yeah, I get it. Lord, I know that I am a sinner. Now, Lord, you want me to come? You want me to open my heart? You want me to come into faith? Now, Lord, I understand this. Then I will, I will give you the dog. Lord, my faith, I open my heart. Come into my life and save my soul. That is the response that God wants. And that is the, what the Holy Spirit wants you you know wants you to do he is inviting you to just do that yeah, just do that receive Christ receive the Son of God as your Savior you see the Holy Spirit is speaking and the Holy Spirit is working so when you find it out that the Holy Spirit is working in your heart harden not your heart do not be you know hard um, hardened because the Lord um, maybe that is your last chance or that is the last time that you can hear the gospel. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. In Psalm chapter 95, verse number 6 to 8. Psalm chapter 95, verse number 6. Oh, come. Let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel uh, before the Lord our Maker. <coughs> For He is our God. And we are the people of His pasture. And the sheep of His hand. Today, if you will hear His voice. Harden not your heart. As in the provocation. As in the day of temptation in the wilderness. My friend, you need to come. Why we need to come? Because the Holy Spirit of God invites you to come. When the Holy Spirit of God invites you to come, do not harden your heart. Refuse it not. Do not refuse. Number two, I want you to see again, go back to our text. Revelation chapter 22, verse number 17. And the Spirit of the bride say, Come. And let him that hear it say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life. Freely. Now, our verse tells us here that again, the spirit and the bride say, Come. Now, talking about the bride, the bride is in the New Testament, is the represents the church of God. It is the bride, it is the church that is speaking to here. And again, it's not just the Holy Spirit of God, but also the church of God appeals to man appeals to the souls, appeals to the hearts of men to receive Christ, to come to Christ. It is the Holy um, Spirit of God that also um, works in the hearts of men, but the, the Church of God also invites men. As, um, um, as a church body, or uh, the body of Christ, uh, he appeals, it appeals to the sinners, uh, to this world, to come to Christ. In first, our second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, Verse number 18. 1 Corinthians 5.18. Bible says here, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead. Be ye reconciled to God. Again, the presence of the church of God in this world. The presence of the church, which is the bride. Now is a really great blessing. This is one 
big invitation of God to this world. While the church is here, this church that we are in today is God's, you know, um, 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 gift to this place. Because this is the church that will, that will, you know, tell people and proclaim the gospel so that the people around this area can come to Christ. Yeah. And can know that there's salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. The church is God's, you know, um, um, agent to proclaim this gospel. We are told by you know the school or, or the authorities do not bring your 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 religion outside the four corners of your wall of your church. The the world wants the church to keep quiet, to not spread the gospel. Keep it in the four corners of your church. But God said, No, you have to you to be a witness to the people in the city. Because God loves this city. God loves the souls. And this soul will not come to God without us going to them. Yeah. In Romans chapter 10, verse number 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him of whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel, uh, that, that bring the, uh, um, that bring, what's that? Glad tidings of good things. The, the, the church of God is the one that will proclaim the good news of salvation. That's why we have all these ministries. And every ministry that we have must, you know, must be in, must be used by God for the souls of men, for the salvation of souls. We have ministry in in uh, rest homes. Why? Because there are souls in the rest home. We have ministry in work work because there are souls in work work. We have ministry here and everywhere because there are souls to be saved. The church, the bride of Christ, is one big invitation to the sinner to come to the Savior. Yeah. Our church must be used by God in the aspect of soul winning. And I will tell you today, the church also will say, come. And, and the, the, the people that God will use to usher this invitation, first of all, are pastors, evangelists, missionaries, and also soul winners. Not all of these people that preach the gospel and share the gospel to people are missionaries and pastors. But all of us can share the gospel. Yeah. You are as a parent, you can share the gospel to your children. Yeah. Yeah. If you are if you are a, a child in a home and your parents and your family is not saved, you are the one that can share the gospel to your parents and your yeah. siblings. We are going to be used by God because all of us are ministers yeah. of the gospel. We need to go out and tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ because every true believer of the Lord Jesus Christ appeals to every sinner to be reconciled to God. We call them, be ye reconciled to God. A pastor or a soul winner will come in between man and God. We are there to witness unto them about the salvation of God. It's like us in the middle, and these two in, 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 in you know, um, um, opposition, God and man. They are in position because of sin. And we, the, the ministers of the gospel, will come in between and will say, Lord, give me your hand, and my friend, give me your hand. And then we reconcile them, you know, in the gospel. We share the gospel to someone so that he will understand the salvation of God. The simple plan of salvation of God. And once this person will understand his condition that he is a sinner and that he is going to pay the penalty of his sin and that there is a good news that comes along. Jesus Christ came down from heaven and, 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 and died on that cross for the, for the forgiveness of his sin and he will come to God and then this person will receive Christ as Lord and Savior and then he is reconciled to God. And then we go to another person. We do the same thing. We will make people 
be reconciled to God. That is what the Bible says in First, uh, Second Corinthians five eighteen. And all things are of God, and who had reconciled us to Himself. And in verse number nineteen, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us, has given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. We are the ones that will bring people and God together. And you see here the presence of the church, the bride of Christ in the world today is one great testament of God's love to the world. Because I will tell you, my friend, if we have no we are of no use in this community, we are of no use in this city, and we are of no use in this world about the salvation of souls, um, it's better for God to take us home. But because we are still here, because we are still, we, we still have loved ones, we still have friends, we still have workmates, we still have, you still have classmates, you still have neighbors, you still have people around you, you still have relatives that are not saved. And therefore God will use you. Yeah. The Lord will use you. Now, again, if you are here this morning and you are invited to come to church, that someone that invited you to come to church, that someone loves you so much that he wants you, he wants you uh, to be blessed. He wants you to be saved. He wants you um, to go to heaven when you die. I will tell you, if you are invited to church and you come to know Christ, you are supposed to be grateful. You are supposed to be grateful about that person that invites you to church. We need to come. Why? Not just because of the spirit and the bride, but also we need to come because the individual Christian invites you to come. That is also the same in our text. It is still found in our text in um, Revelation chapter 22, verse number 17. <clears throat> Revelation chapter 22, verse number 17, the spirit and the bride say, come. <clears throat> let him that hear it say, come. Let him, uh, and let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Now our verse tells us here that let him that hear it say, come. Perhaps, again, you can cast uh, your mind back to a time when someone, um, you know, asked you to come. Someone appealed to you and, 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 and received Christ as Lord and Savior um, in your life. And he's the one that's sharing the gospel to you. And that's someone, my friend, perhaps, as you say, as we say, that uh, he really loves you. That person that shares the gospel to you loves you. And and again, if you if you may remember, uh, before you got saved, someone asked you to come, and then eventually you experienced that personal salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ, and now you have burden in your heart, you have burden in your in your in your in your heart to reach out to your loved ones, reach out to your friends, and you want to share the gospel to them. And again, my friend, um, now it's your time to come also, and it's your time to share the gospel, and you ask people to come, and the same thing, um, that is really um, the, the thing that God wants you to do is to spread the gospel. The moment that you are saved, the moment that you know that you have Jesus Christ, spread the gospel. Tell it to the people around you. Do not keep it to yourself because that uh, blessing of salvation is free and it's not going to run out on you. You will always have uh, that um, assurance of salvation even though you have shared it to you know, um, dozens and dozens of people. Our verse here tells us about this question, why we need to come and why it is so important to come. Why? Because again, there is a need for you to come. You have a need. You might not know it, but you have a need according to God and according to the Bible. Because for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And God said, you know, it, when you, if you die, the soul that sinned, it shall die. For the wages of sin is death. Yeah. And because we are going to die, and this separation, this death is separation from God. This is not just a first death, but this is what the Bible says, second death. 
You are going to die in your sin and you die again. Oh, Pastor, that's the first time I heard it. Some people, when they, when they heard about, about um, you know, uh, they died the first, uh, when, when, they, when, they, uh, when they died physically, they thought that's the only death that will come to them. When the person dies physically, and that person is not saved, he will die again. That's what the Bible says there. Revelation chapter 20, verse number um, 14 and 15. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 14 and 15. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. That means when the person that is not saved, the person that does, does, does not have Jesus Christ in his, in his life, he will die, all of us will die, but after he dies, he will die again. Yeah. Why? Because death is separation. The first death is separation between the body and the soul. The second death is the separation between the soul and the maker of the soul, which is God. That soul will be separated from God. And that separation is eternal separation. In Romans chapter 6, verse number 23, for the wages of sin is death. Separation. And it, that is not just ordinary death. It is eternal death. Eternal separation. Why? Because the next phrase will tell us what, what kind of death is that. It is contrast. For the wages of sin is eternal death. Because the gift of God is eternal life. So that it must be eternal death. And that death is separation into the lake of fire. And who will go there? Who will go there? Revelation chapter 21 verse number 8. If you have done one or uh, one of these of these many sins, then you are you are a candidate to go to that lake of fire. But the unbelieving, but the fearful, fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and foremongers and sorcerers and idolaters. You see all these all these um, sins and and man um, um, the sins of man. But the fearful. Sometimes we are fearful to man and not we are not fearful to God. Yeah. The person will lie because he he's afraid of man. Yeah. And once he lies, he knows it's sin against God. Every person knows that sin, is, I mean lie, is a sin. And a person will lie because he's afraid that the, you know, uh, that the person will, um, will know the truth, will be angry at him. So he commits that sin, but he's not afraid of God's anger. Yeah. That is the problem there. And I will tell you, this is a very common problem of man. But the fearful and unbelieving, uh, I believe in God. No, if you believe in God, how many people that you have shared the gospel with? If you believe that there is heaven, how many people you have shared the gospel with? Uh, no, nothing. Uh, nothing because you do not really believe. Because if you believe that there is really heaven, if we believe that there is hell, oh, you will not stay. You will not stay where you are. You will tell it to your loved ones. You will tell it to your parents. Even though your parents may get angry at you. Even though your, your husband or your wife will get angry at you. You will speak it. Yeah. Even though your children will, will not like it. You will tell them. Yeah. Why? Because you believe. But the fact that we do not tell it to people. Because we do not believe. Yeah. Unbelieving. The, and, the, and the last part of that verse it says will have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. That is only one sin of unbelief. Another thing here we can find in verse number, again, verse number 21, uh, verse number um, verse number 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers, murderers, oh, I have not killed anyone. No, you, you did. And many times you did. Because Jesus Christ said, whosoever of you he hated his brother without a cause and committed murder already in his heart. You have not killed someone and you have not bled someone. But I will tell you, if you say to that someone, I wish you were dead. That word that comes out from your mouth is killing your brother without a cause. 
And because you said that and your heart conceived that, you sin against God, you might be free from the eyes of the police department, you might be free from the eyes of the judge in this world, but you cannot be free from the eyes of God. You are guilty of murder by just getting angry and, and cursing someone to die. And how many of us, how many of us have done that? We did that. And, and we have done that many times. And therefore we are guilty of this. We are guilty of murder. And is it here? And whoremongers. Whoremongers is the sin of, you know, immorality. This is a person that sleeps with someone that is not his wife or that is not her husband. Any, any relationship like that, sleeping with a person that is not your spouse, you are not married to, is a, is a sin against God. And in fact, not just a person that you really, you know, a relationship physically, even if you just look at the, you know, uh, uh, television and then uh, you saw someone, or maybe in your neighborhood, you saw someone and, and the Bible says, Jesus Christ said, Whosoever of you looketh upon a woman and to lust after her committed adultery already in his heart. Any person that will desire someone that is not his spouse, that is not um, his wife, is already committing adultery. And who can, you know, who can uh, uh, get a free pass from here? Who can get a free pass? No one. In other words, uh, this, this word is really concerning because this talks about the sins that commonly done by people, not just by ordinary people, even by Christians. You see, uh, hormongers and sorcerers, sorcerers, what sorcerers? Uh, even though you are a Christian, you still believe in sojak sign. And you look at your birthday and then you, you read what's going to be your future here. In the sight of God, that is sorcery. And that sorcery is punishable by death. In the sight of God, that our, our government will not punish us, but the Lord our God will punish you by, by looking at that. That is sorcery. That is witchcraft in the sight of God. And I think, look at this, how, how great is this? And, and uh, uh, hormongers and sorcerers and idolaters. Idolaters are these people who worship idols. These people who worship a statue and thinking that that, that that is their God. But we can go beyond that. If you are supposed to come to church Sunday, but you cannot come to church worship God because no one will stay, no one will keep the house safe. So you stay in your house. Your house becomes your idol. You worship your house more than you worship God. In the sight of God, we said, God is very, very jealous God. If you are supposed to come to church, you come to church because that is between you and your God. Yeah. If you do not come to church and you are not worshiping God in the days or time that you're supposed to be there, you are making that whatever is that. Maybe, oh, I cannot come because my child has a, has a um, 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 uh, dancing practice today. Oh, it's up to you. You are making your child your God. What is that? Anything that stops you from worshiping God that you're supposed to worship is your God. Oh, oh, I'm so busy at work. No, you are making your work as your idol. Oh, and so I have a friend uh, has a birthday today. Uh, he comes from Australia. I cannot come to church. That friend of yours is your God, is your idol. Anything that stops you from worshiping God is your idol. Yeah. Oh, I have a business, I'm so busy. Your business is your idol. That is standing between you and God and stopping you from coming to God. That is your idol. Anything, my friend, anything that you cannot come to God to worship God, that is your God. And if you do that, you know, there's only one thing that will happen to you. In Exodus chapter 20, verse number 1 to 4. Exodus chapter 20, verse 1 to 4, and God spake all these words. Um, verse number 5, this is no straight to verse number, uh, verse number 4. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. 
visiting the iniquities of the fathers unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. If you have something that is stand, you know, standing between you and God, that is your idol and God is not going to give you a free pass because God is a jealous God. He is a jealous God and in fact, His jealousy will rage upon you, not just your child, but your child's child. And not just your child's child, even the grandchildren of your child. That is how the Lord will, will you know, uh, will, will remember your sin. So if you are a father today, if you are a father today, and you are worshipping a wrong God, the Lord will visit you, not just you, but your son, and your son's son, and your son's son's son, to the third and fourth generation. Unless your child will come to God and will, will reconcile, be reconciled to God and ask God for forgiveness, and then that curse will be stopped. Just like my parents, they worship idols, they worship, you know, statue. In, in, you know, my, my grandparents, my great-grandparents, all of them are worshipping statue, but that curse stopped right here because uh, you know we, we, we came to God and we asked God for, for the forgiveness of our sins and we received Jesus Christ that curse is stopped now if our children will, will go back to the worship of those um, not supposed to be worshipped, there's idols then God will deal with them you see my friend there is a need for you to come to Christ all of us have a need to come to Christ and if you have not done that my friend it is your chance to listen to the Holy Spirit of God's call God without man is still God but man without God is nothing you are lost you are condemned as a sinner and you lack the basic necessity to sustain your life to, the basic necessity to sustain our life is not is not air and, and water actually but the basic is Christ Jesus Christ and notice notice again the words here in Revelation 22 verse 17 he said and let him that is a thirst come and again here is someone who is conscious of a deep need which only Christ can meet that thirst that thirst in his soul there's nothing in this world that can that can quench that thirst there's nothing in this world that can quench that thirst but Christ remember the story of a, of a Samaritan woman in the book of John chapter 4 you will find there beginning from verse number 11 you will find all the way down that this woman was talking to the Lord Jesus Christ at the well and this woman was you know drawing water and she had all these um, uh, needs, uh, I mean, paraphernalias uh, to draw water. But the Lord Jesus Christ approached her and said to her, um, give me the drink. And then they have the discussion, they have the talk. And Jesus Christ said, um, if, if, uh, whosoever drinketh upon this water shall thirst again. Any person that will drink this water will thirst again. But Jesus Christ promised her, but he said, whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him, in, in, you know, um, shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water um, that, springeth up, um, uh, that, that uh, springing up into life everlasting. In other words, um, when you come to Jesus Christ, your spiritual thirst will be quenched. If you go and find this uh, quenching, um, artificial uh, quencher of your soul, I will tell you, my friend, some people think that if only I have one million dollars, I would be happy. Uh, they have that million dollars. A lot of people have million dollars. They have billion dollars. But still, a lot of people, they die. Sometimes many of them die uh, by suicide, but they have millions in their account. So it's not money that can satisfy your need. Some people, uh, if they only become a mayor or, or a governor or a senator, uh, they would be happy. My friend, a lot of people um, in high position but not happy. Why? Because 
whosoever shall drink this water, so whosoever shall have this position in earth, whosoever shall have this money in the bank, shall never, never be satisfied. That is why the Bible tells us here that the whosoever drinketh on this water shall thirst again. That material water, my friend, does not satisfy your real thirst. Money will not really give you satisfaction in life. Um, career achievements will not really give you satisfaction in life. Only the Lord Jesus Christ what he offered at the cross of Calvary is the real water that will not make you thirst again. Only that joy of your salvation that will make you, um, you know, joyful in this life. In John 7, verse number 37. John 7, verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come to me. Let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Any person here this morning that got saved by the Lord Jesus Christ and joyful in his salvation in Jesus Christ, he will walk and tell people about his joy and he will tell people about his salvation and he will share that salvation and in him, that salvation that he received from the Lord is like a living water. It flows out and it will never run out of him. That is what happened to the person that, that um, you know, uh, understands salvation. Man has a thirst and a dire need. There is a need. You have a need. You have a need of salvation. And again, a need of your cleansing that only Jesus Christ can cleanse. A need of forgiveness that only Jesus Christ can forgive. A need of pardon. My friend, I don't know if you feel that need of your pardon today. But God wants you to come to Him to talk about that pardon, to talk about forgiveness, to talk about that, you know, washing away of all your sins. Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 6. Isaiah chapter 55, verse number 6. Seek ye the Lord while He may be found. Call ye upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Our God is so rich in pardon. And what a horror upon horror when someone goes to hell, where God has abundantly pardon. What a tragedy it is when you come to church and come to church and keep on coming to church and at the end of your life you are not saved because you did not, you did not trust in Jesus Christ. You trust in the church. What a tragedy it is and horror upon horror. When you, when you heard of the gospel and you did not receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You see, my friend, you have a need to come to Christ. Why you need to come? Because there is no excuse for not coming. There is no excuse, my friend. And that is to say, you can offer no valid reason for not coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because the invitation is so broad and wide. Yeah. The invitation is encompassing people of every race, every age, and, and condition, and all may receive the great salvation of their soul. Because the Lord wants you to be saved and it is His will that you want me to be saved. Yeah. But because of your willful neglect yeah. to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will pay the price. Yeah. The price of neglect. You know what? We will not talk about, you know, murder and 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 and, and, and um, a massacre or or, or, or thieveries or we do not talk about all those great big sins that we know of we will only talk about this one little tiny negligible sin in our eyes but not negligible in the eyes of God yeah. the sin of neglect yeah. 
All, all the sins of man in this world can be forgiven. That there is one sin that cannot be forgiven. Yeah. The sin against the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit keeps on knocking at the door of your heart, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. And that person will not open his heart. Yeah. That person will pay the price. That person will pay the price, hefty price, the price of his soul. Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 3. Hebrews chapter 2, verse number 3, the Bible says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? My friend, the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ is very very simple that is why we need to come because in, 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 in Romans chapter 10 verse number 12 there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved we need to come because my friend um, there's no excuse from coming, um, for not coming, and because the way to come to Christ is so simple. Religion make it hard, but the Word of God is making salvation very simple. When you go to salvation and ask them, ask the priest or the minister how to get to heaven, he might give you a lot of all these things to perform in your lifetime that you will never ever you know um, able to perform but the salvation in the bible is so simple yeah. and notice here again in verse number 17 revelation 22 verse 17 and the spirit and the bride say come and let him that is um that and let him that heareth say come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take the the water of life freely now if you ask the same question by that same person in in um, in the book of acts uh, chapter 16 when we when he asked uh, the apostle paul and silas he said um search what must i do to be saved my friend the answer is very very simple it's not very sophisticated it's not very um, you know complex it's very simple the answer to that question is one again we we have read that in this text let him take the water of life freely take the water of life freely in other words all you need to do to be saved is take it yeah. jesus christ gives it then take it receive it yeah. and keep it to yourself you see and make sure that you have it and after you have it then in you you can share it and it will never run out of you yeah. you don't you don't need much education to take it yeah. right. you don't need so much strength or skill to take it That's right. salvation is heavy stuff but young and old can take it yeah. that is so simple salvation is great but rich and poor can take it yeah. why it's free it's free to you, but it's not free to him. It's not free to Jesus Christ. Yeah. He paid every, you know, um, drop of blood of it. Yeah. Jesus Christ paid it all. All to him I owe. Sins and crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. Salvation, my friend, is offered. And all you have to do is take it. Yeah. God gives, then we take it uh, john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave so god gave so because god gave then we take accept it receive it why because that is free romans chapter 6 verse 23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord it is a free gift 
but the gift that is free. When it is a gift, it is free. Oh, Master, I have to work it out in the church. I need to come early and need to kneel down from the door onto the altar and back every single day so that I can be forgiven. No, if you do that, then your salvation is not free because you are going to pay it. When you are given a free gift, all you need to do is not work. All you need to do is receive it and say, Lord, thank you. You see, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall yeah. be saved. Amen. Salvation is simple. And yet a lot of people go to hell because they listen to religion and they make it hard. While God is making it simple. You are a sinner. Admit that you are a sinner. And... and Know that you are going to pay the penalty of your sins. And once you know it, then God has provided salvation and received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Yeah. And that will pay the price yeah. of your sins. Lastly here, we need to come to Christ because coming to Christ is simple. And also because when we come to Christ, there is nothing to pay. Nothing to pay. You don't have to pay anything. Just come to Christ and receive Him. Again, go back to our text. Lastly, um, Revelation 22, verse number 17. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that hear it say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Now, notice the words here. Take the water of life freely. Salvation is a gift. Salvation costs you nothing. Yeah. Salvation is not free to Jesus Christ. He paid everything. But that salvation that He gives to you costs you nothing. And again, and to benefit from a gift, all you have to do is to accept it and receive it unto you. Receive it without money. Receive it without any cost from you because it's free from Jesus Christ to you. Again, Isaiah 55, verse number 1. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfies not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. The Lord is so gracious. He has given us all that we need. Not just we, we, are, we are forgiven from our sins, He is preparing us a blissful place in heaven. And what a kind of love is this that even the Apostle John could not understand. He said in 1 John chapter, chapter 3, verse number 1 and 2, 1 John chapter 3, verse number 1 and 2. Beloved, and behold, what manner of love that the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And it, you know, I hate that yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. This great love of God is free to us. This great love of God, the gift of God of salvation, paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ with His own blood, is absolutely free. Yeah. That is why, my friend, if you will miss salvation in Jesus Christ, what a waste of time we are coming here. Yeah. What a waste of resources. Why don't we just go to the beach and enjoy ourselves Sunday? If yeah. coming here will not, you know, um, uh, enable you to see the gospel. The reason why we come here, because it is our prayer, it is our desire, that you will come to Christ as your Lord and Savior. And once you do, we will share your glory in heaven. And that is our desire. And that is every soul winner's uh, heart's desire. That each one of us will receive that um, um, free gift of salvation in Jesus Christ. And that is what we are trying to um, explain to people. That is what we are trying to show to people. That salvation 
is simple because that salvation plan is a plan of God. It is not the pastor's plan. It is God's plan. Right. And that plan is simple yeah. plan. Why? Because it's only like, you know, uh, elementary things. A, B, C. Admit that you are a sinner. Yeah. B, believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Yeah. C, call upon the name of the Lord yeah. and you will be saved. And it's about four things. Understand that you are a sinner. Understand that you are going to pay in the lake of fire. But understand that there is a gift. There is a gospel. There is a good news of your salvation. What is the good news? Jesus Christ came down to this earth. And lived his life. And offered his life as a ransom for our sins. Yeah. And he died on the cross. And he was buried. And he rose again the third day. That is the gospel. Yeah. That is a good news because you are not going to pay your sins. Jesus Christ did. Yeah. All you need to do is receive him and say to him, Lord, here's my sin. Thank you for taking it from me. And thank you for your righteousness. There is a swap. The swap is Jesus Christ's righteousness and your sinfulness. Your Jesus Christ's righteousness was placed upon your body, upon your life, and your sinfulness placed upon his body. And therefore, you are saved. Jesus Christ died. Yeah. And his death will make you free from death. Amen. In other words, because he died, you will not die. Yeah. Because your Savior died for you. Amen. That is the gospel. That is why it is called good news. Because right here, right now, you are bound to go to heaven. Not because you are good, but because he is good. Yeah. Jesus Christ is good. He is our substitution, substitute for our sins. He is our propitiation because God was angry at sin and his anger was now upon his own son because your sins were, were, were taken upon the body of his own son. And once he does, then you are free from sin. God will look at the sin now upon Jesus Christ. But when Jesus Christ died, he went to hell, three days and three nights, then came out from hell. Because those sins that he took upon his own body was not his own. If you die and go to hell and pay the price of your sins, you cannot get out because it's your sin. But Jesus Christ went there in the lake of fire so that to pay the penalty of your sins after paying, then he came out because he has no sin of his own. And that is why he's going to be you know, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And we are going to worship Him from eternity to eternity. And He's going to be glorified above all. And we all come together and praise Him and magnify Him and thank Him in everything that we say and in everything that we do. It's all about Him. Jesus Christ is a great Savior. This is placed here in the last chapter of you know the book the bible place in the last book place in the last chapter because this is an important warning to all of us come to jesus christ and be saved today this power is in prayer our father in heaven thank you lord for this reminder thank you father for the great gospel that you have given to us that lord what a blessing it is that 1993, Lord, I experienced that great blessing of the gospel that I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I, Lord, by, by, by faith, I opened my heart and, and accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and my Savior. Lord, thank you for what you have done to my life. Thank you, Lord, to what you have done to my sin that 2,000 years ago you died on that cross to bear the sins that I have done. And Lord, you, 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 you suffered because of my sin and you died and you took my sin all away from me and you gave me your righteousness. And now I am saved, not because of my righteousness, but because of your grace. Now, Father, I pray that um, all of the people that are here this morning in this room will also receive that great um, salvation of their soul by the Lord Jesus Christ. 
by the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here today that is not saying, Lord, I pray that they will be able to see the great gospel and that they will receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I pray, O oh God, that um, these people will not hide it. If they have not received Jesus Christ yet, I pray, Lord, that they will come and they will receive you as Lord and Savior before it is too late, before before the time is up, because time will, will come that there is no more time. And while we can, I pray, O oh Lord, that all of us here in this room um, will repent of our sins and will receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for all the blessings that you have given to us. Thank you for the salvation of our souls. Thank you, Lord, for preparing a place for us in heaven. And Lord, help us to rejoice, help us to worship, and help us, Lord, to glorify your name. Because, Lord, only your name must be glorified in our lives. And because of that, Lord, we pray that um, more and more people will come to know Christ as their Lord and, and, and Savior in their lives. Thank you, Father, once again. Thank you for the great victory in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's um, sing that final hymn.